Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Pat McCracken, Johnny Universal Adjustment Bureau. Oh, hi, Pat. What's on your mind? A beautiful model, name of Dorothy Blair. Ooh, hey, wait. The girl with the million-dollar face? That's the one. Well, you probably got company. Hmm? She's on a lot of people's minds. Well, she's no daydream to me. She's a nightmare. Oh, come well, that face of hers may not be worth quite a million, but it's worth at least a hundred thousand. That's what we've got it insured for. So? So it looks like somebody's trying to tear it up. The policy? No, her face. She got slugged last night. Want to look? At her? Sure, I'll be right over. Bob Bailey. In the exciting adventures of the man with the action-packed expense account, America's fabulous freelance insurance investigator... Yours truly, Johnny Dollar. And now, act one of Yours Truly, Johnny Dollar. account submitted by Special Investigator Johnny Dollar to the Home Office Universal Adjustment Bureau, Hartford, Connecticut. Following is an account of expenses incurred during my investigation of the model picture matter. Expense account item one, $1.20 for a taxi from my apartment to your office, Pat, where I picked up Dorothy Blair's address, then headed for New York. That's item two, thirty-six twenty. I arrived at her apartment just as the doctor left. Even with a couple of bandages on her face, I think you've got a bargain, Pat, insuring it for only 100000 I guess I'm lucky, Mr. Dollar. My doctor says there won't be any permanent scars. Well, uh, just what happened, Miss Blair? Well, I came home last evening about dinner time. I opened the door to my apartment here and started to reach for the light switch, then suddenly I saw a shape beside me in the dark. Uh-huh, and? Before I could do anything, he... He hit me on the side of the head. I think it was a gun. It stunned me and I fell to the floor. Then what? I... I remember hearing the door slam. When I could get on my feet and turn on the light, whoever it was had gone. I see. You think it could have been a burglar looking for money or valuables? I don't think it was a burglar, Mr. Dollar. You mean you have some idea who it was? Well? Jerry Dunsmuir. Who's he? A fashion photographer. A creep, Mr. Dollar. Oh? The real article, believe me. 
They ought to put that guy's eyes in jail. You've modeled for him before. About a year ago. I swore I'd never do it again, and I didn't until yesterday. Yeah, well, go on. Jerry'd gotten a commission to do a spread on winter fashion. He wanted to make some street shots with me and Tweed. Things like that. Street shots? Well, I figured the street would be a lot safer for me than his studio. But it didn't turn out that way, huh? No. After the second picture, he started in again with the same old line. And he's not very subtle, believe me. So? So I walked out on him. He didn't like it. But is that enough reason for him to break into your apartment and slug you? It wouldn't be for most people. But like I say, he's a creep. Yeah. Okay, Miss Blair. Thanks. I'll have a talk with Dunsmuir. And that was easier said than done. I took a cab to his address. That's item three, a dollar sixty. But the studio was locked up tight. So I contacted my old friend, Detective Lieutenant Al Rico, at 18th Precinct Headquarters. You think you got troubles, Johnny? Try some of mine on for size. Oh, like what, Al? Like an unsolved murder I got tossed in my lap. Oh, that one I've been reading about, the girl up in... Yeah, 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 Edith Summers. No lead. Sure, a real fat lead, except it's no good. Her ex-boyfriend, Ed Chatsworth. Lots of motive, but no case. Alibi? Airtight. So I got troubles. Now tell me yours. Mine? Well, I'm trying to get a lead on a fashion photographer named Jerry Dunsmuir. Dunsmuir? I never heard of him. How come you're interested? Dorothy Blair got slugged last evening. Oh, yeah, yeah, the girl with the million-dollar face. I heard about it. She thinks Dunsmuir might have done it. I went up to his studio to have a talk with him, but it was locked up. Well, I'll have her files checked, but if we had anything hot on him, I think I'd remember. Yeah. Well, it was just a chance. Uh, excuse me. Rico. What? Yeah. Okay, I'll be right down. It was about your Jerry Dunsmuir, Johnny. Oh? A couple of my boys have found him. Great. Yeah. They found him floating face down in the river. Act two of yours truly, Johnny Dollar, in a moment. And now, act two of yours truly, Johnny Dollar, and the model picture matter. <laughs> Expense account item four, a dollar eighty, cab fare back to Dorothy Blair's apartment. She had company. I'd like you to meet Edward Chandler, Johnny. Hi. Glad to meet you, Mr. Dollar. Dorothy, I wonder if I could talk to you for a few minutes. Why? Certainly. Well, I've got to be running along anyway. Is it still okay for dinner, honey? Uh, sure. Eight o'clock. I'll pick you up. Bye, Mr. Dollar. Yeah, so long, Chandler. Dorothy. Did you talk to Jerry Dunsmuir? Now, look, you say Dunsmuir tried to get a date with you while he was taking some fashion shots of you on the street yesterday. That's right. He was pretty persistent about it. That's putting it mildly, John. And you think Dunsmuir is the one who was hiding in your apartment and slugged you last evening? Yes. I think he must have been the one. Why, who else could it have been? And why are you asking me all this again? There's... There's nothing you haven't told me, Dorothy. Of course not. Why? Well, the police just fished Dunsmuir's body out of the river. He was murdered? I haven't seen the medical examiner's report yet, but it's a good bet. 
People don't usually go for a swim with all their clothes on. But who could... Johnny, you... You certainly don't think I had anything to do with it. I didn't say that, Dorothy. But your tone of voice, the question. Look, I'm telling you the truth, Johnny. Can you prove it? I can prove the part about him taking pictures of me yesterday. This manila envelope. It came in the mail today. Here. It's from Dunn's Muir Studio. He always sends me prints. See? Here's one of me in a tweed coat. Here's one in a fingertip leg. Okay, okay. So he took pictures. I still want to know why you think it was Dunsmuir who slugged you if you couldn't see his face in the dark. Why? I guess because of the way he looked at me yesterday afternoon when I told him to stay away from me, not to call me again for a job. Oh, Johnny, believe me. You didn't see him after that, huh? Unless, of course, he was the one who slugged you in the dark. No. I didn't have anything to do with... with what happened to him. And I don't know who did. It's the truth, Johnny. Okay, Dorothy. If it is, I'll find out sooner or later. But if it isn't, I'll find that out, too. Maybe Dorothy Blair was leveling with me. But there were a few pretty important facts I didn't know. Was it really Dunsmuir who'd slugged her? And who killed Dunsmuir? And why? Also, this fellow I'd met at Dorothy's apartment, Edward Chandler. Where had I seen his face before? Item five, a dollar seventy-five. Cab fare to Dunsmuir Studio. A blonde secretary named Susan Billings was just closing up when I got there. She looked pretty dragged out. Please, please, Mister Dollar. I've already told the police all I know. Right now, I don't exactly need any more questions. What you need right now, Susan, is a drink. Come on. <laughs> better, Susan? Oh, yes. Thanks. But I I really don't know anything that would help you, Mr. Dollar. How long did you work for Jerry Dunsmuir? About a year. And you can't think of anyone who would have reason to kill him? Nobody. You know he had uh, quite a reputation for being sort of uh, eager with some of the models. That was a long time ago, Mr. Dollar. He'd changed. Not according to Dorothy Blair. I'm not interested in Dorothy Blair or lies about Jerry. Tell me, do you happen to know a man named Edward Chandler? I met him at her apartment. No. Did Jerry Dunsmuir ever mention him? Not that I remember. Hmm. So you think Dunsmuir had straightened himself out, Nanny? I know he had. How can you be sure? He told me. Oh, but You see, Mr. Dollar, Jerry and I, we were going to be married. Either Dorothy had been lying to me about what kind of a guy Dunsmuir was, or else Susan had been living in a dream world. Either way, I was fresh out of leaves. I headed back to Lieutenant Rico's office, hoping I'd find some there. Johnny, the only thing we know for sure about Dunsmuir is that he sure had a weakness for women. Yeah, but Susan Billings believes that she was his one true love. I know, and I've been thinking about her. Maybe she found out about Dunsmuir's activities and didn't like it. Possibility. 
But if she knows more than she's told us, she's a pretty good actress. Uh-huh. The same goes for Dorothy Blair, which reminds me I want to have another talk with Dorothy. I picked up a couple of names out of Dunsmuir's past, and I want to see if they mean anything to her. Want to come along? Sure, but we'll have to hurry. Hurry? Why? She has a dinner date with a guy named Chandler at 8 o'clock, and it's a quarter to right now. Okay, let's go. Dorothy coming out the front door? Yeah, with Chandler. Come on, we can still catch Hold him. Hold it. What's that? Who'd you say he was? A friend of hers. His name is Chandler. I met him in her apartment this afternoon. Johnny, remember when you came to see me today, I told you I had a murder case in my lap? I mean, before the Dunsmuir murder? Sure, a girl, Edith Summers. I told you her ex-boyfriend was the logical suspect, except that he had an alibi. Ed Chatsworth. Oh, hey, wait a minute. I knew I'd seen that guy's picture somewhere. It was in the paper. Dorothy introduced him as Chandler. But his real name is Chatsworth. And now it turns out he's a friend of Dorothy's. And you said either Dorothy had told us all she knew or she was a pretty good actress. Yeah. It looks to me like she's a pretty good actress. of yours truly, Johnny Dollar, in a moment. Act three of yours truly, Johnny Dollar, and the model picture matter. Well, it had started out as a real simple assignment, but it hadn't stayed that way long. All of a sudden, we had two murders on our hands, and it looked like there was a connection between them. Now, watching Dorothy Blair leave her apartment with Ed Chatsworth, we realized that she was somehow right in the middle of them. They're driving off in his car. Going to tail him, Al? That won't be necessary. Ever since I questioned Chatsworth about the Edith Summers killing, I've had a tail on him. No, Johnny, what we better do right now is start putting some pieces together and see what they add up to. Okay. The first victim was Edith Summers, killed in her apartment, the Blackton Arms. And you figure that her ex-boyfriend, Ed Chatsworth, had the motive. Well, we heard that Chatsworth wanted to drop her, but she wouldn't drop. But you say he has an alibi. Two people swear he was out of the city the day that she was killed. All right, all right. Dorothy Blair gets slugged in her apartment. She thinks the photographer, Dunsmuir, did it. Then Dunsmuir winds up dead that night. Right. And now we find out Dorothy and Chatsworth are friends. Begins to add up, Johnny. Uh, you think Chatsworth was trying to drop Edith Summers for Dorothy? If so, maybe they rigged a deal. Chatsworth was to get out of town while Dorothy handled Edith Summers. Ah, in that case, you're figuring Dunsmuir found out about the deal and came to blackmail Dorothy. Right. She won't go for it, so he slugs her. Then either she or Chatsworth, or both of them, decide to close Dunsmuir's mouth for keeps. Ah, it's a possibility, Al. Yeah. It is a possibility, isn't it? Al dropped me off at my hotel and headed back to his office. Item six, two dollars, drinks. While I thought about the picture Al and I had built up to explain the killing. Well, it was all pretty logical, but somehow I couldn't buy it. 
Maybe, like Al had hinted, that million-dollar face had gotten to me. If I could only talk to her alone, I felt I could find out if she was lying. About 10 o'clock, I went back to her apartment. No answer. Probably still out to dinner. I was about to leave when she stepped off the elevator. Why, Johnny, what are you... Hello, Dorothy. I'd like to talk to you. Well, I'm afraid I haven't time right now. Oh? Mr. Chandler's just parking his car. He'll be up in a few minutes. We have business. Your friend will have to wait. I want to talk with you. Why? All right. For just a minute. I don't understand all this, Johnny. Well, let's start out calling your friend Chandler by his real name, huh? Why? Ed Chatsworth. I don't understand. I thought his name was Chandler. Oh, yeah? What's this all about, Johnny? Oh, drop the act, Dorothy. I suppose the name Chatsworth doesn't mean anything to you. Why, no, it doesn't. How about Edith Summers? Wait. She was the girl who was killed the day before yesterday. She sure was. I read about it in the papers. But I didn't know her, Johnny. You're sure you and Chatsworth didn't happen to arrange her death? Johnny. What's this all about? And your friend Dunsmuir, he wasn't by any chance trying to blackmail you? I don't know what you're talking about. Please, believe me. I didn't have anything to do with either of those killings. Johnny, I swear it. Okay, okay, Dorothy. I I guess I never could buy it. But I don't get this buddy-buddy routine, you and Ed Chatsworth. I only met Ed Chatsworth, or Chandler, as he called himself, yesterday. You Let's say that again. That's right. He said he was organizing a big promotion and wanted to feature me in it. Why would he give you a line like that? I didn't realize it was a line. He sounded very convincing. He said he wanted to see some of my pictures to see if Pictures, I'd... pictures. Wait a minute. Those pictures Dunsmuir took of you. Ed's coming up any minute to see them. He wanted to see some outdoor shots, he said. When did Dunsmuir take those shots? The day before yesterday. The day Edith was killed. Where did he take them? We moved around from place to place. You still have the pictures? Right there on the table. Come on, let's take a look. Are these all that he took? As far as I know. Yeah. Oh, nothing here except you. I... It's... Hey, wait, wait. This shot looks like the front of an apartment house. Part of the name in the picture. Black. Blackton Arms. The apartment where Edith was killed. Johnny, look. In the background, a man stepping out of the apartment house. Yeah, out of focus. Hard to... Hold it. What is it? Is there a service entrance to your apartment? Yes. Somebody just came in. Get down. I shoved her to the floor and hit the light switch. None too soon. I eased out my gun but couldn't see a thing. And I knew I had to locate him before he located us. There was a cigarette lighter on the coffee table. I heaved it toward the kitchen and my aim was pretty good. The flash of his gun pegged him for me. I turned on the lights. It was Chatsworth, all right. I'd hit him in the shoulder, but he'd keep for the state. Johnny... He's the one who killed us, Edith Summers? Yeah, sure. 
He had an alibi rig, but he spoiled it by walking out of her apartment into the background of that picture Dunsmuir took of you. Then he's also the one who was in my apartment. He probably recognized you by your face. Figured he could find the name of the photographer here. Slugged you when you came in. And I thought it was Jerry Dunsmuir. Poor Jerry. Yeah. Well, I imagine when Chatsworth comes to, we'll find that he killed Dunsmuir to get the negative. He certainly wanted that picture. Yeah. Most pictures don't do people justice. But I guess this one will do him all right. Item eight, $36.80, transportation back home. Expense account total, $103 even. Remarks? Well, there's a little snapper to the story, Pat. You know, that picture Chatsworth was knocking himself out to get, he didn't realize it. But his face in the background was far too blurred to make an identification. Yours truly, Johnny Dollar. Our star will return in just a moment. Now, here is our star to tell you about next week's story. Next week, well, the darling of me heart comes back to plague me again. My old friend, Meg McCarthy. So join us, won't you? Yours truly... Johnny Dollar. big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options in stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money at from Hollywood, it's time now for... Johnny Dollar. Ah, it is a joy to me heart to be hearing the voice of me lover boy. Meg McCarthy. Stephen, who could you tell from so far away and so long ago and answer me that? Oh, Meg, I'd recognize that soft, dulcet voice of yours anywhere. How are you? Oh, Johnny boy, I've got trouble. And where are you, by the way? Port Hopeful is the name of the place. Port Hopeful, huh? You just can't stay away from the sea and chips and sailing men, can you? And whose leg would you be after trying to pull now? <laughs> Port Hopeful, Nevada. Nevada? Right out in the middle of the desert. Well, what are you doing there? And why do they call it a port? There were the very same identical things I'll be telling you when you get here. And if you take to my advice, you won't waste no time along the way. There's trouble out here. Insurance troubles. Oh, what company? Western Life and Trust, they call it. The very same identical company that's insured the life of this blessed man what's laying dead at my feet. Dead at your feet? Meg, you... you don't mean... Just a minute. If you're by way of implication that I done him in, you're just an evil-minded, suspicious young... Oh, forgive 
me sweetheart boy. Huh? Well, you was worried about me, wasn't you? Well, certainly, of course. God love you, but me skirts are clean. Now, will you get moving and come out here? Well, it kind of depends. Oh? And just what kind of fancy double-talking is that supposed to... Oh, no, you don't. What? Get your dirty, filthy, conniving hands off. Meg, what's the matter? Take them braces out of here and you... Meg! I guess I was wrong, Johnny. I guess I am in trouble. Now. I'll grab the first plane. Bob Bailey in the exciting adventures of the man with the action-packed expense account. America's fabulous freelance insurance investigator. Yours truly, Johnny Dollar. And now, act one of yours truly, Johnny Dollar. (laughs) Expense account submitted by Special Investigator Johnny Dollar to Western Life and Trust Insurance Company, San Francisco office. Following is an account of expenses incurred during my investigation of the Alkali Mike matter. Expense account item one, three seventy-five. Telephone call to Bill Kemper at Western Life and Trust, who talked only long enough to order me onto the first plane for the coast. Item two, one hundred fifty-three fifty. Transportation on a late evening flight to San Francisco. Item three, the next morning, four twenty-five. Cab from the airport to Bill Kemper's office in the Lawson Building. Ever hear of Alkali Mike Murphy, Johnny? Yeah, sure, Bill. Well, at least I think so. Isn't he the kind of legendary character who found so much gold somewhere out here? Over in the Black Rock Desert, Nevada. Yeah, a place called Port Hopeful? That's right. The original Alkali Mike had been the skipper of a sailing ship before he got the lust for gold back in the last century. Yeah, well, what about it? Finally found it. Plenty of it. Out there in the desert near the little town of Winnemucca. And? Built himself a regular palace out of rocks from the nearby mountains. Named it Port Hopeful. Settled down to spend the rest of his days enjoying his money. But then he died. Legend says it was suicide. Yeah, well, what's that got to do with you or me or the company? Alkali Mike Murphy, Jr., his son, who spent the last 40 years living there. But now he suddenly died. And how he died affects payoff on the insurance policy we're writing. Oh, how much? 200000 straight life. Ah, we Beneficiaries? Two nephews, one niece, and an old housekeeper, all sharing equally, provided, of course, that one of them didn't help him on his way to the great beyond. And you think maybe one of them did? Fifty thousand apiece is a lot of money, Johnny. Which one? I'll grant you it's only a hunch. But if I were you, I'd make a pretty careful check on that housekeeper. Meg McCarthy? She's an old... Yes, what do you know about this McCarthy woman? Oh, plenty, Bill. Then you think my hunch is right? No. Why? Because if it is, I'll handle this case for nothing. But according to the police officer... What's more, I'll quit the insurance business. Item 4, 1320, cab to the airport, plane fare and incidentals to Reno, Nevada. There I rented a car, that's item 5, and headed north and east on Route 40. After about 165 miles of nothing but sagebrush and cactus, I pulled into the town of Winnemucca. I dropped off my bags at the motel Winnemucca, then headed for the local police headquarters. I was introduced to a Sergeant Otis Framley. There's no point in driving out to Port Hopeful, Mr. Dollar. We've got the number one suspect right here. Picked her up last night. Her... Meg McCarthy? Right. And you suspect her of what? Murder. 
she didn't poison old alkali Mike, I'll eat my shirt. Then you'd better decide right now if you want it baked, boiled, or fried. Where is she? In her cell. Come on. You mean you've got some reason for thinking she didn't do it? I know, Meg McCarthy. Yeah, but don't you see she's the only one who was anywhere near him? Besides, look at the motive. Yeah, suppose you tell me about it. Well, she's only been out there at Hopeful taking care of him about six months. Yet she gets under the skin of the old codger enough to make him turn over a big hunk of his insurance money. And that takes care of motive, huh? Well, doesn't it? Let's go talk to Meg. Now look, she's a pretty tough customer when she yeah, wants to be, so... Right. Yeah. She's a pretty tough customer. And if you silly, stupid income poop starts... Like All right, Meg, take it easy. Oh, take it easy, is it? If you blink an idiom, think you can keep a decent self-respected lady. I said take it easy. And I say, and I... Oh, Johnny, darling. Me ever-loving boy. (laughs) I make you old rascal. Sweetheart, I knowed you'd come to save me out of this horrible place. Yeah, well, that pretty much depends on you, on what you're able to tell me about this whole thing. You bet I'll tell you. Only... Only Johnny. What's the matter? Sure, I'll tell you. All I know. And it'll be the honest truth, Johnny boy. But don't you see? The only evidence I can give is enough to hang me. Meg. Oh, Johnny, I need your help. I need it bad. Act two of yours truly, Johnny Dollar, in a moment. And now, act two of yours truly, Johnny Dollar and the Alkali Mike Matter. The sergeant left Meg McCarthy and me alone there at the jail in Winnemucca, Nevada. And she told me all she knew. Johnny had just plain got fed up with all the noisy, roistering, drunken sailors that used to come to me fancy cafe back on the East Coast. So when I heard that Alkali Mike Murphy was looking for a nice, quiet, respectable lady to be his housekeeper, out here in the peaceful, quiet desert, where I took the job. You've been out here about six months? Yes, Johnny boy. And me and Alkali, we just got along fine. I cooked good meals for him when we played cribbage together in the evenings. And I got me a real bang out of keeping that old palace of his all neat and tidy for him. Yeah, sure. But now, Meg, I understand he named you as a beneficiary of his big insurance policy. I told him I didn't want it. And besides, I have plenty of money of my own from sending off my cafe back east. Do you know the other beneficiaries? Huh? Do I know them? Them nephews and that niece. Just hanging around, waiting for him to die these last 20 years. That's all they've been doing. Except maybe Edgar. Edgar? Edgar Murphy, the oldest nephew, the nice one. He's had a fine job over to the bank in Lovelock. Uh-huh. And the others? Margaret. Oh, she's a disgrace to me fine old name. Playing around with every Tom, Dick, and Henry she can get her hands on. Looking for the one with the most money so she can snag him and live the easy life. Where is she? It's for Danny. Well, he's another no-count. Spends all his time horsing around and gambling. Where are they now? Up to Port Hope, but where else? Each of them trying to chisel the others out of all the fine furniture and old silverware and lovely china. You know, when the estate gets settled, the sneaky, snivel. All right, Meg, all right. If I'm going to try to help you, there are some things I have to know. I'll tell you everything, Johnny boy. How did Alkali Mike die? Poison, the doctor said it was. In something that he ate. And who could have given it to him? Uh, there's the trouble, darling. Huh? 
I was the only one with him. I was the only one ever touched his food. Could it have been poisoned before it was brought into the house? No, never. Everything I bought for him and me come from the markets right here in Winnemucca. Besides, Johnny, I always had the same things he did. Even the day he died? Yes. Even that same fateful morning. Well, did the doctor say what the poison was? Yes. Uh, Quinitatene. Quintanogen? Uh, yes, that was it, sulfur or something. Quintanogen sulfonate? Yes, it's chances of sulfonate. Now, that's strange. Because if I remember correctly, that's related to one of the old Indian arrow poisons. Ah, uh-huh, but Danny, there ain't been no Indians around here for years. At least the wild ones. Look, Meg, I want to go out to that so-called palace, Fort Hopeful, but I want you with me. Well, of course, lover. Only how can I get out of this jail? Let me worry about that. <laughs> It took the help of a local attorney to send him 500 bucks. But I managed to get Meg out of the clink, as long as Sergeant Framley stayed with us, that is. We headed out across the desert over a road that should have been traveled only by jeep. And finally, after about 60 miles of it, we came into a bare, rocky valley. And there in the middle of it sat the palace, Port Hopeful. Only it should have been called Port Hopeful. Ain't it a beautiful spot, Johnny boy? It was an atrocity, a huge, rambling jumble of native stone badly cemented together. There were almost as many doors sagging on their hinges as there were windows. As though the whole place had been put together one room at a time. Windows were set in at cockeyed angles, and most of them were dirty. Three fairly new cars were parked out in front. Yeah, the relatives, Dollar. They've been here ever since the old crew died, like a bunch of buzzards. Yeah, I know what you mean. Well, come on, let's go in. Yes, and see how they've messed up our lovely palace whilst I've been languishing myself away in that hoose car. Hey, look, Sergeant, if old Alkali was murdered... Of course he was. How else would he get that poison? Well, how about these relatives? That's what I've been trying to tell these here, brains. All right, all right, Meg, please. These bird-tailed idioms around here seem to think I'm the only one... Meg, shut up. Yes, dearie. You know I love you when you talk to me like that. Just like my dear departed husband, God. Yes, yes, all right. Well, what about it, Sergeant? Oh, you mean his own kin? No, no, Mr. Dollar. People out here in this part of the country have too much respect for their own kin. Even when there's a lot of money involved? Yes, I even go so far as... What do you mean, Sergeant, bringing that killer back here? Well, it's, uh, it's this way, Edgar. Yes, Sergeant, how dare you? Now, look, it's all perfectly legal. Legal? This woman killed our uncle. Now, look, will you? Mr. Dollar here is an insurance investigator. Johnny Dollar? That's right. Oh, I've heard about you. Well, I haven't. I'm Margie. And believe me, Edgar, everything will be all right with him here. Won't it, Johnny? Will it? I'm sure it will. Well, we'll see. Uh... You want to come in? What do you mean, do we want to come in? You think we're going to stand out here on our feet all day? Why don't you drop dead? Oh, better Scott. All right, Meg, come on, come on. Sit down, Johnny. Here. Uh, incidentally, where's the other nephew, Danny? I'm Danny Murphy, Dollar, and I agree with Ed. You've got no business bringing that old witch that murdered our uncle back into this house. Oh, that's all? She had no business ever being here. Chiseled her way into his affection so she could cut in on whatever dough he'd leave. 
And then to make sure he'd leave it in a hurry, she knocked them off. Uh-huh. Wouldn't that same reason make all three of you want to see him out of the way? Now, just a now, minute. Just take it easy, Danny. Well, what do you mean, take it easy? He's practically accusing us of killing alkali. If the shoe fits, Danny boy. Why, you dirty... You lay one hand on Johnny Dollar and I'll tear your eyes out from limb to limb. I'll... Okay, Meg. Meg! Yes, darling. Mr. Dollar's right, Danny. Margie, and you know it. You know it as well as I do. Sure, we wanted him gone. We wanted his money, that insurance. If Danny here hadn't talked him into that insurance, we wouldn't even have that to look forward to. Well, can you blame us, Johnny, for not wanting her to share it? But she will, unless you can prove she killed your uncle. What's she ever done, knowing him for only a few months, to make her deserve a share? Margie, I suspect Meg is the only one who showed your uncle any kind of care and consideration in years. Well, what did you expect of us? Mr. Dollar's right. Why kid about it? Heaven knows she deserves his money as much as any of us, whether we like it or not. The fact remains, Dollar, somebody killed our uncle. And you've all carefully made sure that Meg would be suspect. Well, yes. Johnny. Look, I'm going to play a hunch that maybe he wasn't murdered at all. But the evidence, Dollar. What evidence, Sergeant? He was poisoned. Yeah, all right. We'll accept that. But I'm still going to play that hunch. of yours truly, Johnny Dollar, in a moment. Act three of yours truly, Johnny Dollar, and the Alkali Mike Matters. Now, look here, Dollar. We know that old Alkali Mike was poisoned. If that isn't murder, what is it? Have you ever thought of suicide, Sergeant? Suicide? Oh, of course not. This money-grabbing old biddy here did him in. Now, just a minute, Margie Murphy. Uh, sure. Why would old Alkali ever commit suicide? I don't know, Danny. Disappointment over you three, his only relative? He paid no attention to us. Oh, was it the other way around? You paid no attention to him. He didn't want us around. Except maybe Edgar. <sighs> well, offhand, I can't say that I blame him. But he did welcome the care and whatever affection Meg may have given him. Yes, Mr. Dollar, that's true. She was after his money, that's all. I told him I didn't want his money. And if you don't shut up, you little squirm and conniving... Meg! All right. Johnny, bye. What are you looking so thoughtful about, Edgar? Suicide. Old Alkalite's father chose to go that way. Yeah, I know. No one understood why he had everything he wanted, money, even this so-called palace, this atrocity that he named Fort Hopeful. You mean he had no more reason to take his life than your uncle? Well, that's what I mean, Sergeant. How did his father take his life? By drinking poison, an old Indian poison. Quintanogen sulfonate. Oh, yes. no. Oh, the cup. What? The old cup that his father used. What are you talking about, Meg? Come here, all of you. Come here in the dining room. What for, Meg? In here, where he keeps all the old silver and china and brickety-brack. Here. Now look here in the china closet. There, you see. That cup or mug on the top shelf, Dollar. Is that the one his father used to drink the poison? Yes. But it's never been used since. Oh, no. No, Mr. Edgar, that's where you're wrong. What? Oh, saints, preserve us. This is terrible. What is it, Meg? Get oh, to the point. Oh, yes, Johnny, but it scares me. Well? Every night after his dinner, Alkali, God rest his poor soul, he'd have his whiskey from one of the clay mugs on that shelf, a different mug every night. Yes, that's Except true. Except that never would he touch that one. The lavender one. Also what? Called it the death cup. Only he joked about it. 
in the night before he died. He, he talked about it again. Let me see that mug. Well, I'll get it for you. He said it was making a superstitious old fool out of him. Uh, here. He said his father drank from it and died. But that he would drink from it and live. That he'd show he weren't superstitious about it. Good heavens, look here. And I poured the drink for him. What is it, Dollar? Yeah, what, what is, is it? it? A heavy deposit in the bottom of this mug. Hard as a rock. But still the poison? Yeah. The same deep purple color of quintanogen sulfonate. Oh. After 40 years? Oh, I tried to wash it out, Johnny, before and after she used it. Oh, water wouldn't touch that. Stuff. Oh, that's why I thought it was part of the clay. But the alcohol in this whiskey would. Oh. It released enough of that poison to kill him. Oh, if only I'd have known. The police took a long time over this one, but they finally reached the same conclusion I had. Accidental death. So, the relatives will collect the insurance and make bless her heart. But I'm afraid that mere money will never take the place of a friend, Alkali Mike. Expense account total, including incidentals and fare back to Hartford, $525 even. Yours truly, Johnny Dollar. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.